Hello, motherfuckers. It's Mortimer. And we're back with a new episode of the Killer Music Podcast. I took a bit of a hiatus. Because I was going fucking crazy. How are you? This week's superstar is going to be none other than Vincent Fernier. Also known as Alice Cooper. Today we're going to learn about the man, the myth, and the legend. I'm going to do very little reads, so it won't be quite as boring as my other episodes. I'm just going to be flying by the seat of my pants to give you the most bullshit that I think that I know. And it's just for you. So crack a fucking beer, smoke a joint, shoot heroin, punch a kitten. It's time for the Killer Music Podcast. Just relax. This will all be over soon. Had to make sure the door was closed. Had to make sure everything was buttoned up just right. Everything was good. You know why? Because it's real easy to get paranoid. (laughs) Welcome to the Killer Music Podcast. Fuck, I miss you people. I miss all you people, and I don't know uh, 40% of you, and I miss you. So feel free to contact me anytime you want. We have a, oh, did you hear that? We have a business number now, and you can contact that number and send a text at 520-481-46. To contact the Killer Music Podcast. There, I gave out a phone number. Did you know that we are not the only creatures on earth to be jealous? We're not. Dogs are envious when we're eating. You've had to have noticed this. Fish are jealous that we walk around, we're breathing air. Look at us. Look at us. Ha ha ha. We have feet. Do, do, do. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fish are jealous. Fish are jealous. Can you imagine, say, a bass or something looking at you from the shore with his little eye above the water with the glistening water on his face and going, that fucker is wearing pants. I'm jealous of that guy. He's wearing fucking pants. I don't get to wear pants. So, during this strange times it's time to start making pants for fish it'd be really easy and they're gonna love them every person in this country deserves fish for their pants there should be a guppy in every pocket of every citizen of this country says president mortimer giraffes aren't jealous of anything i've never witnessed a jealous giraffe if somebody can leave a message or something and, and show me some like YouTube footage of a jealous giraffe, I will look at the giraffe and be jealous that you found the jealous giraffe. Don't get me wrong, people are jealous of animals. They can do things that we can't. I don't care. I'll say 99.9 people can't lick their own asshole. There are a few, I'm sure of this. You don't even have to send me YouTube stuff. But there are some people that can lick their own assholes. In these trying times, it would be very unsanitary to lick your asshole. Or lick any of your nether regions at this juncture. You don't know where they've been. No, it's time to experiment. Holy shit, am I continuing? With this goddamn diatribe of mine, just do, just spouting off bullshit that you can do during this coronavirus. Yes, the fuck I am. You know what? If a little Mexican like me showed up at any place with a fucking gun <laughs> and said, open Arby's, I would be a grease spot. 
penguins are jealous that they don't get to play Jenga. They can't. Could you imagine two penguins trying to play Jenga? I can't imagine two giraffes trying to play Jenga. It'd be really hard. You got your little flipper hands or you have hooves. You can't do that shit. I think of that when I look at my dog all the time. I'm like, God. I bet he wish he had fucking thumbs. If Ziggy or AKA Clumkly had thumbs, he'd be able to do so much amazing shit. And he wouldn't, he would have very, he'd have very, just, he would have little use for me or anybody else in this family. It would just be all over because he had thumbs. He can open up plastic bags. He can turn doorknobs. I'm talking about animal jealousy here. Do you guys give a shit? I am talking about fucking animal jealousy. Or being jealous of other animals. Or you want to talk about like the anthropomorphic bullshit that we always do with animals. Because we're the only species that does that that we know about. Do you think other animals like picture us in like cartoon scenes to where we're acting like, Oh, look. It's the human family, but they speak dolphin talk. <laughs> it's really strange. That's what makes us unique. You know, but we might not be unique because we just don't know. What if the dolphins are picturing us, like, ripping into to krill? <laughs> what the fuck they eat? Is it krill? Do, do the dolphins eat krill? Is that what's going on? I don't know. All I know is that it's goddamn good to be here and be back with you people. It's really not. It's really kind of fucking creepy. And no, it's good to be with you. But all I'm saying is, like, this building is... Everything's all creepy now. Can we do something about that? The, you know who's not jealous of that? Animals. Animals aren't jealous of that. You know why? Because they could give a shit. And they're like... Die, humans die. And it's awesome. Will anybody think of the children? Will anybody think about the children? What do you mean, think about the children? Think around them? Encapsulate them with thought? Oh, I'm thinking about you. That doesn't make any sense. It's time for Grandpa to have a Chesterfield. Ooh, Chesterfield. Sweet goodness, that Chesterfield is filling my chest full of gold gumption. But tonight's subject is the legendary Alice Cooper, who has inspired so many people. And fuck you if you say it's not punk rock, because it sure as fuck was whenever it came out. I'm doing very little reads. Vincent Furnier was born in the early 40s or mid 40s I'm going to assume because that would make him a 20 something in the 1960s the late 60s and uh, he was into psychedelic music and shit I think he was born in Phoenix Phoenix Arizona this is what you get without a read Woo! anyway he was born in Phoenix Arizona and had a had friends in high school they went to high school together at Camelback High School in Phoenix, Arizona. I think these things are correct. A very skinny one. But yeah, he was into sports. He was into church. Jesus, his father was a preacher. They formed a band in high school to get chicks. And they played at various blah, 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 blah. And then they started becoming serious about their music. Uh, taking a big cue from like early Pink Floyd and other psychedelic bands at the time. They caught the ear of Franklin Delano Zappa who signed them onto the straight label. Saw them and thought they were absolutely awful and being the absurdist that Frank Zappa was really appreciated that in his musicians. Most dogs aren't afraid of yarn. Alice Cooper was born, well, Vincent was born to 
parents, uh, religious parents, and we've got the whole Jesus-y thing going on. Uh, attended school at Camelback. That's a funny name for a high school. Fuck you, it's a funny name for a high school. Why'd you call it Camelback? It's because it's in the desert. Yeah, you know what? Most people have a fucking school that they went to that has nothing to do with their mascot. I'm talking about fucking mascots. This is going to be an animal-oriented podcast. Because what are the wildcats? Because one exists in your state. Do you ever see a wildcat? Are you? No. No, there's a, a school in town called the, the Ne'er-Do-Wells. Nope. The narwhals. Nope. The narwhals. Bitch, you're in fucking Arizona. You ain't seen no goddamn narwhal. Not unless you went to the fucking zoo. Anyway, so Alice Cooper was raised in a religious family when he was young. Kind of athletic, kind of jockey. But you know what he liked? He loved the Beatles. He loved rock and roll. And he... Decided to start a group with his friends, and they did. High school chums. They formed a band, played dances, yada, yada, yada. And finally got signed. I think I'm, I'm regressing here. Yes. And Frank Frank Delanor Zappa signed him to the straight label. And he recorded two records with them, with Frank Zappa at the helm. And that would be Easy Action and Pretties for You. Very cool records. Nice and weird for these weird times. I'm going to play you a little bit of Mr. and Mr. Meaner off the Easy Action album. It sounds a little doorsy to me. I don't know. If you're an old fuck like myself, you would see the similarities. But it's cool nonetheless. Pretty raw. So yeah, for the most part, it sounds like a bunch of uh, late teen, early 20s kids in that era, being the uh, late 60s, grasping for straws and just wanting to play music. Fantastic. And it kind of sounded a little um, blues-esque, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> <sighs> Although they didn't have very much success with their first two albums. They got um, mild mild murmurs from people. And they were doing opening shots. Um, this is basically, now we're getting into like 1971, 1972. Where uh, glam metal was a big thing. And that was brought on by people like the New York Dolls. And David Bowie and Mark Boland. Actually, I'll put Bowie third because Mark Bowen is way before that. But there was a there was a look. There was uh, you had Kiss. You had all these bands dressing up and just trying to be crazy looking, and it, it was basically for shock value. And Alice Cooper was in that crew of the original glam metal, but Alice took it in a darker direction. He had guillotines. He had an electric chair. They didn't start with that. Okay, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. It didn't start with that. But, yeah, they had, like, hair down past their fucking dicks. And they were wearing gold lame pants with no shirts on. They looked like a bunch of fucking crazy, like, slobs in drag. And they, they, were, want, they were wanting attention. Who doesn't want attention? They wanted attention. And they got it. And um, there was a rumor during a Alice Cooper concert that um, he killed and beheaded a chicken. 
So I'm going to play a little clip of that interview. It's pretty funny. So in 1971, Las Vegas, I get an invitation to meet Elvis Presley at the Hilton. And in the elevator is Liza Minnelli, Chubby Checker, and Linda Loveless. So that's the four people that's gonna go up and meet Elvis that night. You know, this is when Elvis was Elvis. It wasn't fat Elvis, he was rock Elvis. And he comes walking in and he goes, hey man, you're the cat with the snake, ain't you? I'm like, yeah, he says, that's cool, man. I think that's really cool. He said, hey, I wanna show you something. So I go into the kitchen, he opens up a drawer, hands me a Smith & Wesson 38. Snub nose 38. He said, I'm gonna show you how to take this gun out of somebody's hand. Now I'm standing there with the snub nose 38 on him. And a little angel, little devil on my shoulder. Little devil says, shoot him. I go, shoot him. Little angel says, wound him. Just wound him. It'll be the best story ever. You shot Elvis Presley. By the time I could make up my mind, the gun was on the ground. I was on the floor. His boot was in my throat and I'm going, that's good Elvis. Can I get up now? Because I kept thinking, what happens when the Memphis Mafia walks in and I'm standing there with a loaded 38 on Elvis Presley? One of us is going to get shot. <laughs> and I said, might as well shoot a gun. But I didn't. I'm Alice Cooper, and that's my best story ever. Holy shit, that was not the story I was expecting. I was expecting the chicken story, but it's not the chicken story. And that is an incredible fucking story, is it not? <laughs> Here's the chicken got a call from this guy who was putting together the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival. It was going to be the first time John Lennon was performing without the Beatles. So if we can create some hope with this festival, maybe we could take it around the world. They wanted my help organizing the festival. And we'll give you 30% of the proceeds. He says, I don't want any money. He says, I want my band to play between John Lennon and the Doors at prime time. My goal was to make this a place where Alice would shine. 60,000 people. We go on, and it's great. We're tearing the place up, and the feathers are going. And I look down, and there's a chicken on stage. The only person that could have brought the chicken was Chef. Because nobody in the audience would bring a chicken to that concert. Nobody would say, okay, I got my keys, I got my tickets, I got my chicken. I thought, let's have a live chicken, it would be fantastic. I threw it out at him. I took the chicken, and tossed it thinking it had feathers it should fly well it didn't fly as much as it plummeted everybody went wild the audience tore it to pieces they threw it back at him they threw back wings and legs and heads came flying back up on the stage and then i saw blood so i turned my head because i faint when i see blood next day in the paper alice cooper rips head off chicken and drinks the blood what should have been incredibly horrible press for anybody became the thing that put us on the map so anyway his captain frank zappa called him on the phone the next day and said hey al motherfucker did you fucking rip the head off a chicken and throw it at the audience. He's like, no. I thought it could fly. It had feathers. So I was going to throw it back at the chicken. Turns out, chickens don't fucking fly. They've made all kinds of shit about this. Anyway. We got somebody um, doing some work over here in the next room. He's uh, hammering. It's been a very hammery week. Anywho. So he throws it back in the audience. Obviously, the audience goes crazy, tears it to fucking pieces. And Frank Zappa said, don't tell anybody it was an accident. Act like you meant to do it because it's the greatest publicity ever. And so the legend began. Do you ever just get on a bus and open your ass cheeks, pull down your pants, open your ass cheeks, and just plant them on the stranger next to you? And just scream so they can feel the vibration from your ass cheeks because your voice is so loud. I know I don't. Everyone should always be wearing onesies. So yeah, Frank Zappa says, great, 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 great. Um, it was a media stunt to him. Although it was completely unintentional by Alice Cooper. 
claiming to have been a city boy all of his life and thought that birds that had feathers could fly. I think it was pretty innocent at that juncture. So, but they ran with it. You know what? They were wanting to be famous rock stars. And become famous rock stars they did. So, after the uh, lukewarm releases of Easy Action and Pretties for You, they went into the studio with producer Was the Little Known. Jack Richardson, and then the soon-to-be-very-famous for his production prowess, Mr. Bob Arison. Yes, he famously produced Pink Floyd's The Wall, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare, which we'll get into soon, and he produced um, some Kiss albums. He's pretty famous in the 70s, did a really good job. Brought in the orchestras, kind of taking that shit from the Beatles, you know, with George Martin and all that stuff. He was listening. It's your, I guess it's your job to listen if you're a producer, I suppose. But yes, in 1971, the Alice Cooper group, which it was known as at the time, it wasn't just called Alice Cooper because it was a, it was a full-on band. And this album was actually put on Warner Brothers label. They graduated a little bit. And what really put them on the map was a teenage anthem, which you can say falls into the punk rock genre because it's talking about teenage rebellion and um, standing up against the man. And it's a song called I'm 18. song came out it was a pretty good hit it ran up the charts kids went wild wee, wee, wee. and they were listening to this song and they were taking quaaludes and having sex with marsupials going crazy being silly and wacky and listening to the song and it was huge and it bolstered the group up there were other groups at the time that were doing their kind of shtick doing the um we're dudes dressing kind of in drag but actually we're just normal dudes and there was a lot of that going on it was a sign of the times in the early 70s um there were groups like mata hoople david bowie um, Mark Bolin, of course, famously known as T-Rex, were doing all this stuff at the time. And, of course, the um, improgmaginate New York Dolls. But, yeah. Yeah, this stuff had been going on, including Iggy and the Stooges. They were, they were, had a glammy kind of look. They looked like crummy people from crummy places. Um, that was kind of the shtick back then. But they wanted to stick out. They wanted to shock and electrify. Uh, Alice Cooper took it to a different extent with his stage show. And this is what makes him a pioneer. is because uh, Mr. Fernier was into vaudeville. He was into theater and things like that. And he wanted to bring something different to the stage show. And, and stage and 
noticed that this was actually a couple years before Kiss even came out. So they totally were um, stealing his idea of doing this kind of stuff. But yeah, he had on stage just a bunch of weirdos and being his band and would be beheaded, would appear in a, sh in a straight jacket, being shot these massive injections by a nurse. It was total theater. I mean, fucking Groucho Marx went to his shows. He actually owned a uh, bed, bought a bed from Groucho Marx. It was a king size. Yes, he did. There's all kinds of other stories, but yeah. So, okay, it's the 70s. We're wearing granimals. Everybody wears granimals in the 70s. And everybody's wearing granimals, drinking beer and snorting cocaine. And they're disillusioned by the whatever the fuck happened in the 60s. We know what happened in the 60s. Vietnam, bitch! That happened in the 70s and all kinds of other horrible things. <laughs> you know, um, people were being disillusioned. They, they, found, they found for the first time that they're in their lifetime, you know, fucking President Kennedy got, got, Kennedy got assassinated. That's crazy. Um, all kinds of shit. Martin Luther King, yada, 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 yada. It was a very uncertain time. Vietnam. Vietnam, you fucking bitch! And people were just a little crazy. And, but the 60s ended. Peace and love didn't win the day. The war was still going on. And people were frightened, Vietnam, bitch. And, um... They needed a way to rebel, so what's a better form of rebellion in this era of women stay in the kitchen, fuck off faggot era of racism and drink at your own water fountain kind of still era? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a strange time. People uh, were just experiencing some sort of enlightenment within our human ape stage. So what's the best thing to fucking do? Well, the best thing to do is copy David Bowie, who was copying Mark Bolin, who was... And... Yeah, yeah, it was glam. Okay, that was, that was my very roundabout way of explaining what glam music is. And that's what he did. And anyway... The Aldous Cooper group got signed to Warner Brothers Records. They ditch uh, Frank Zappa. They've got a hit with I'm 18. And they become the most shocking band in America. This is pre-Sex Pistols. This is pre-punk rock. This is pre-all of that shit. So they become the biggest thing. And lots of people like them. And all these punk bands that acted like they didn't like Aldous Cooper were fucking lying. Because they did. Because Alice Cooper was the real deal. He is one of the originators of punk rock and roll. He and Iggy Pop. For sure. Sorry. But yeah. Anyway. The next album I want to talk about. That comes after Love It to Death. Which has some brilliant shit on it. By the way. If you haven't listened to the album Love It to Death. By Alice Cooper. I suggest that you go out. Well, don't go out. You go to your phone. Oh, you're already at your phone. We're all at our phones. And listen to that. Put on, put on your little earbuds. Put on your headphones. Dude, smoke some weed, yo. And listen to the album Love It to Death. And tell me that you didn't have a good time. Because if you didn't have a good time, you ain't no friend of mine. That's a really good record. But the second album is my favorite and I almost jumped the gun and called it Killer which Killer is absolutely my favorite record but we'll go to number two which is a ver another very famous Teenage Rebellion album entitled Schools Out <laughs>
So that song came out, and you can imagine how what what a interesting effect that had on people. He comes out looking half like a girl. He looked, uh, he kind of looked like uh, a really pointy Liza Minnelli. He had the uh, the the um, what do you call that shit you put on your eyes? Mascara. He had the mascara that was like dripping down his face. He looked like an angry drunk Liza Minnelli with a very pointy face. That's exactly what it looked like. But anyway, this song, School's Out, just signified the let's go out to the fucking parking lot and be a lot cooler if you did kind of attitude of the early 70s, which was pretty awesome, albeit that I was young. Being that I'm an old fuck, I was super young. <laughs> um, but I got into that later in my life and was just kind of wishing everything would be the heavy metal parking lot with it'd be a lot cooler if you didn't folks hanging out but yeah school's out huge hit for alice cooper that's hit number two but that's not my favorite song from school's out my favorite song is my stars This song's so great, trust me. Listen to this album. You won't be in a bad mood anymore. This is also produced by Bob Ezrin. Cool cover. A desk with all kinds of names scribbled into it carved into it. anything he's just like it went from like some sort of um quasi classical piece with a piano at the beginning uh weird time signature and then jumped into like some anthemic screaming of my stars and then it jumps into a kind of crazy uh jazz weirdness for a second and then it goes right back into like some crazy uh jump blues part with a crazy lead singer telling you the news about crazy shit here's the second best song in my opinion off this album great lyricism and this guy is totally underrated for his lyricism
that right there is some shit. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for putting out this much music in a podcast. Um, I will um, literally be honest in saying that I'm ignorant of all the laws. I'm ignorant of a lot of shit. Chimpanzees prefer the taste of Earl Grey over any other sort, especially the Lipton. They'll whip that shit back in your face. So not wanting to deviate, uh, we're going to have to go on to his next album. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Alice Cooper. I've seen Alice Cooper three times, maybe four. Um, and I've always had the most excellent time watching Alice Cooper. Um, he always has a really good band, pretty much uh, hired guns since 19... 19- since 1976 um he's never really had like a group group to where they made group decisions um probably a producer and just a bunch of studio musicians and he's got a bunch of people and they're always really good they just put it's just about the show and the rock and roll and they they execute it very well and jesus christ the first time i saw him was in 1987 you old yeah, I saw him in 1987, and he had this big, um, muscular bodybuilder Rambo-looking dude that played a guitar that shot bullets or something <laughs> It was absolutely ridiculous. But he had, uh, he had a song called Teenage Frankenstein, and he had this, uh, he would build this Frankenstein on stage out of, like, rubble and parts laying around the stage. And then the Frankenstein would come to life and chase down Alice Cooper. And it was great. It was great. It's just a bunch of cheesy fun. And, yeah, don't be too serious when you're listening to Alice Cooper. It's about fun. And it's about entertainment. And it's about escapism. So, yeah, don't take it too seriously. But the dude has put a lot of uh, work into what he's done, and he is definitely the pioneer, one of the main pioneers of anything you see, like like Motley Crue, Kiss. There, there'd be none of that shit without without Alice Cooper. So there you go. We're moving on to my actual favorite album, which oddly enough is an album called Killer. And it's very, very good. I'm just going to play you some snippets of it. Not to deviate, but how's the weather out there for you guys and everywhere? Over here in Arizona, it's hotter than two woodpeckers in one leotard. Hotter than your Uncle Jim smacking you in the lips with cucumbers he tries to fucking have dinner conversation. <laughs> Ah, ha, 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 People are fucking stupid. And that brings us back to my favorite Alice Cooper album on the Warner Brothers record label. I'm sure that's super important to everybody. Podcasts are very important. Relax, relax, relax. Yeah, the album Killer. You know why he called it Killer? Because it's fucking killer. Hotter than a mix of Billy Jack and Alf, two woodpeckers and a leotard. Two leotards stuffed inside of one leotard with two woodpeckers masturbating over that double stuffed leotard. You stupid fucking leotard. Monkey! Anyway, in 1971, Alice Cooper came out with a record called Alice Cooper Killer. And... These are my favorite songs from it. They might not be your favorite songs from it. You might not know what it is. Unless you're an old fuck, you probably don't know what it is. But here's a little bit. As you may have known from the intro of this show. This song is the amazing Halo of Lies. A rock masterpiece about pretending that you're a James Bond character. Very progressive and very punk at the same time because the members of this band were just novice musicians. They weren't fancy. 
I got to see this show. Uh, it must have been 15 years ago. Holy shit, time flies. You're all going to die. Uh, but I got to see this show at the DeCoin State Fair, which is in DeCoin, Illinois. You don't know nothing about DeCoin? It's like two woodpeckers fucking inside of a leotard, sharing the same leotard with the same lover. And, um, no, I got to see this with the incorrigible Tim Beatty, who was taken away from us, very sadly. And I'm not going to go into that, because a lot of the listeners don't know who he is, but he was a great friend of mine, and tragically um, passed away because of senseless behavior. But, he and I got to see Alice Cooper perform this song, Halo of Flies, which is absolutely amazing. In its entirety. This song has like 70,000 uh, changes in it, and it's really cool. And um, I think that you should always listen to this album or listen to that song all the time because it's really funny. He talks about having a telephone in his shoe. Amazing! Could you imagine having a telephone that you could talk to your shoe? I think he might have been watching Get Smart. Little Mel, Mel Brooks move, but yeah, Halo of Flies came came from this album, um, the most infamous ever. I yes, Dead Babies came from this album, which is incredible because it talks about um, parental neglect and allowing your children to get into your medicine cabinet and eat your drugs. And talks about how the, the baby can't um, ask for things anymore because it's dead. So it's 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 a little Christian-y. It's a little warning. Don't leave your drugs where your baby can get at them. What else are you going to do? Please don't. Don't if you're doing drugs. Don't do drugs. Those are terrible. Don't do any drugs. But yeah, yeah, this album has a lot of great songs on it. You Drive Me Nervous, another great song. And it, the song is actually, um, will irritate your nerves because the crazy uh, guitar playing on it is insane. But, oh, yeah. And don't, don't forget to mention the song Killer because it talks about a whole, um, like, being a murderer. And then being caught and being sentenced in a court. And uh, finally being hung at the end of it. And that's where Alice got his... The hanging part and probably the guillotine. But yeah, yeah. The dude dies like four or five times in every concert. What more do you want? What more do you want in a show? Dude, you're watching a splatter movie. You're watching vaudeville. You're watching all kinds of great stuff. And the music's always good. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Check out Alice Cooper because it's, it's um, on the lighter side, it's, it's actual fucking entertainment. It's actual entertainment. That's what it's there for. It's, but occasionally when you listen to his lyrics, you, you can... There's always some honesty in there. So, 
it talks about the uh, tribulations of uh, being a human being, you know. Two giraffes, one leotard. I watched the video. It sucked. Anyway, Alice Cooper. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to move on to his next album after that. But he stayed with the same group. And this is the album that absolutely propelled the group and especially the namesake, Alice Cooper, into rock stardom, stardomly stardom stars. This album's called Billion Dollar Babies. interesting thing about this song which it's an interesting song anyway but it also uses he's using a double personality in the song so he's talking from two different perspectives of his own person but it, like as in a split personality you know who his split personality was in the english talking voice it was no other than donovan here comes a hurdy-gurdy man speaking words of love. Yeah, that guy. But this album did have, along with its popularity, also ruffled the feathers of the Bible thumpers. Oh, yes, it did in 1973. Um, the Bible thumpers were not happy with a song called I Love the Dead which completely comically <laughs> refers to necrophilia. And I guess nobody thought necrophilia was funny in 1973, but it happens. It happens. Shit happens. I necrophiled you. I'm sorry. You were dead. You weren't using it. I thought I would use it before it went into the ground. That's pretty much what the whole song's about. It's necrophilia. And uh, that also made Alice more money. Not to mention that the music that starts the song is really dark and brooding and a little bit with these uh, insane chords that are just, eh, they're a little, they're twinge inducing chords. taste for that that's uh it's a great song it's it's a really moody song it's not pop it's not anything i don't know it just is i love the dead off the billion dollar baby song just is our album just is um here's another song from that album that is uh aggressively making fun of materialism in 
sick things and um, there's generational landslides on this album um, and Marianne a very weird song um, I yeah okay since we're all in this political thing Alice Cooper might have the best um, presidential bid with this song and it lasted for years and years and years and still comes up from time to time Fuck <laughs> Alice Cooper elected. Don't want to fake. Yeah, another great song. This album's actually just loaded with great songs. And they're totally making fun of politics in this song. You gotta appreciate that shit. When it came out in 1973... With all the political hype that was going on. We can identify with that because uh, we're kind of going through some shit here too. It's very divisive out there. Be cool. Only Jaguars. Roller skate. Yeah, we, we have to be careful. Let's be kind to each other. This is, um, I'm stopping on Alice Cooper's third album because... I'm a huge fan, and I want to be able to dedicate more time to... There's a few more hours. He went through some, like, huge... Okay, my name is the 80s. Let's drink and do cocaine. Let's snort cocaine on it. Let's do all the drugs. Let's make money. I'm screaming at the world. I've tucked my shirt into my pants. I'm wearing bondage gear and listening to heavy metal always. Yeah, that's the 80s. Um, we, we ate kiwi fruit and thought Bill Cosby was a cool person. Well, some people did. Some people... We're actually a little uh, faster and we're kind of onto his shtick. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, this is the first part of the show. And we're going to go into one more segment. And I'm going to let you go. And thank you for listening to the Killer Music Podcast. Let's take a little break. Three demons in a nipple juggling contest inside your leotard. It's time for my favorite segment. Your favorite person in all of the world, me, is going to interpret a song by today's people, a pop song, and I'm just going to hear the see the lyrics. I'm not going to be able to hear the music, so this will be my interpretation of America's number one hit. Hit, hit, hit. So Vascon, you come freely at Dulcero. This is a very fun segment. Segment for me. I really enjoy um, not hearing these songs and just putting my own spin on the lyrics. Some of these lyrics might be great. I have no idea. I have no idea what this song sounds like. So I'm not making fun of the song. I'm just taking it from a different angle and presenting it to you, my unfortunate listeners. Day to night to morning. Keep 
me in the moment. I would love to have known you if you hadn't said so. Didn't even notice the punches left to roll with. If you got me focused, you don't want it so. Day to night and morning, keep me with you in the moment. I would let you know it if you didn't. Why did you say so? Didn't even notice. No punches left to roll with. If you keep the me focused, you want it. Say so. Say so. Say so. Say so. It's been a long time since you fell in love. You ain't coming out of your shell. You ain't really been yourself. Tell me. Cause I must do, do tell my love. Cause luckily I'm good at reading. Ah. it out, babe, before I dry. Day to night, morning, keep with me in the moment. I'd let you had I'd known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice no punches left to roll with. You got to keep me focused. You want it? Say so. Day to night to morning. Keep with me in the moment. I'd let you know had I known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice. No punches left to roll with. You gotta keep me focused. You gotta keep me focused! You want it? Just say so. Let me check my chest. Let me check my chest and breath and we can't ever seem to wear a dress. He ain't never seen <laughs> Hold on, fuck me. This is insane. Hold on. Are you ready? One more time, guys. check under my breath it's <laughs> hold on fuck me <laughs> it's so ridiculous it's really hard for me to do Let me check my chest, my breath right, ha, huh. it ain't never been seen in this dress before, he ain't never been impressed like this, probably while I got him quiet hearing all that zip, like it, love it, I need it bad, take it, own it, fast, boy stop playing, grab my ass, why should you be acting like you shy? 
Why are you beating around the bush and knowing you want no women? Never knock until you try, yeah, yeah. All of them bitches hating I have you with me. All of my inwards saying that you mad committed. Realer than anybody and pretty. All of that body, oddy, and the ass and titties. Titties, titties, titties! Day to night in the morning, keep you with me in the moment. I do let you down, and you know it. Didn't even notice the punches left to roll with. You gotta keep me focused. You want it, say so. Day to night to morning. Keep me in the moment. I thought you'd known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even know the punches left the roll with. Got to keep me focused. You want it, say so. Uh. Day to night to morning, keep me in the moment. I'd let you know. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice no punches left to roll with. You have to keep me focused on it, won't you say so? Day to night to morning, keep me within the moment. I'd let you know, why didn't you say so? Didn't even notice the punches left to roll with. You've got to keep me focused, why won't you say so? I don't know. I don't know. Day to night to morning. Keep with me in the moment. I'd let you had I known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice no punches left to roll with. You gotta keep me focused. You want it? Say so. Day to night to morning. Keep me in the moment. I'd let you had I known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice no punches left to roll with. You've got to keep me focused, so why don't you fucking say so? It's been a long time since you fell in love. Tell me what I gotta do, my love. Cause luckily, I'm good at reading. If you front, fuck you, I'll be bouncing. If you want to scream and shout, babe, before I leave you dry. Day to morning, keep me in the movement. I would have fucking had known it. Why don't you say so, you fucking asshole? Now you have me focused. Why don't you say so? Day to night to morning, keep me in the moment. I'd let you, had I known it. Why don't you say so? Didn't even notice no punches left to roll with. You got me focused. You want it? Yeah. Let me check my beautiful chest. My breath right quick. Ha. He ain't never seen it in a dress like this. Ah. 
He ain't never been impressed like this, ooh. Probably when I got him quiet on the set, like zip. Like it, love it, or need it, bad. Take it, own it, steal it, fast! Boy, stop playing and grab my ass. Why you acting like you shy? Shut it, save it, keep pushing. Why are you beating around the bush? Welcome to the greatest circus in Europe. We present Ihnen an international circus show. And now in I'm the manager, want this woman. Off the bühne, never knock it till you try. Yeah, yeah. Manager Frey. All of my African Americans saying you mad committed. Reelers of anybody. All of that, my body and my ass and titties. Do you like my ass and titties? Day to night, to morning. Keep me in the moment. Oh fuck, I can't read the same word. And that was the number one hit. This song is called Say So, written by Doja Cat. The fucking Doja! And please stick around for the next episode of the Killer Music Podcast. I think we'll be continuing with Alice Cooper. Oh, I'd like to thank the historic wise Sean Burke, Clayton Clark, for letting me do this. We appreciate you. So you guys have a nice day. Be careful. Don't be some schmuck that can't handle anything in the world and has to act like a tough guy or a tough person screaming about bullshit you don't understand. Stop it! Stop it! I love you, and good night from the Killer Music Podcast. <laughs>